Have you ever wondered about all the energy that makes you, well, you? Imagine unveiling a vibrant mosaic woven from your experiences, hopes, and deepest emotions. It's like standing in front of a mirror that reflects the raw truth of who you are, challenging norms and celebrating the beauty of being human, and figuring out what that actually means. This emotional tapestry isn't just a display. It's your roadmap to self-discovery. It's a dynamic harmony of shared experiences that connects us all. In our exploration of intricate layers of human identity, in the journey towards self-discovery, it's vital to recognize the profound impact that understanding oneself can have on the healing process. So I have one question for you. Are you ready? Hey, beautiful people, and thank you so much for joining the second episode of the third season of This Is How You Heal podcast. My name is Yada, and I will be your host. I go by at Healing with Yada on social media, on TikTok, and on Instagram. I am a clinical mental health counselor, a life coach, a poet, an artist, an all-over creative soul, here to invite you into a transformative space where healing, personal development, and growth are all laid into the foundation. Last week, we talked about how the human body serves as a vessel for the spirit and the soul, allowing us to navigate and experience life on earth. We talked about the concept that our true identity lies within, how we can emphasize the importance of understanding the interplay between our physical form and our inner spirit. Some key topics we covered were the body is a tool for the soul, reconnecting with the childlike spirit that lives within us, deconstructing identity, that you are not your body and you are not your thoughts, that you are the soul within, you are the energy within. And we also talked about how to nourish and live in alignment with your soul. Deconstructing identity is one of the most profound and healing journeys and experiences any human can ever embark on. Living in a Western capitalistic society, we are forced to not know ourselves, to distract ourselves from our magic and our power and our essence of who we truly are. So in this episode, we're going to talk about how we can heal that identity using a three-part method that I have created by using prior knowledge and research from my own clinical background, from many Western and Eastern researchers and psychologists and um, just the abundance of knowledge the universe has blessed me with. So let's get into it. So starting from what we talked about last week, that we prioritize nurturing our soul and following its lead, the outer forms of our life will naturally take shape around us. Our energy source is spiritual, not physical, not psychological. We remain faithful to our soul's truth, and the rest, the what and the how, will just fall into place as needed. For your soul, it knows, it knows the journey, even if the steps remain unseen. It is part of its divine purpose. Your soul, if you are in complete flow and complete connection to your soul space, there is no way that you will Go or be in any place that does not belong to you. You are following the divine order of this universe. 
when we connect to our bodies and our minds and the things that affect it, like our inner child or our shadow self, which we will get into, it takes us away from our purpose. So the human body or the human entity consists of multiple parts that work together to form our sense of self. Understanding these parts can help us develop self-awareness and growth. To heal our identity wounds, we must know the framework and the system from which our identity operates from. This is my three-part identity system. I want you to see yourself in three parts. Your highest self, your shadow slash ego, and your inner child. Now, what do these three parts mean? And how do they affect us on a day-to-day basis? Now, I want you to close your eyes for a moment. I want you to visualize your actual body right now. Look at yourself from a higher up space. You close your eyes and I want you to picture your soul kind of just flying up at the top of the room that you are in, looking down at this being that is sitting down. I am sitting down in my office, so I am picturing my body sitting down in my office chair. And this this spiritual self, the spirit, the soul that I am viewing my body from, this is my highest self. Now, attached to my body are two beings, two parts of me, my inner child and my shadow self. Now let's talk about the inner child first. The inner child refers to the part of us that holds our childhood feelings, our needs, and our wounds. Most of the time our inner child within craves love and play and validation. And these are usually things that it missed out on during early life. Whether we were in an abusive or neglectful or honestly neglect is abuse so if we were in a place where now we hold our inner child in a space of fear and hurt and pain that you are living in now you are living in a space of hurt and fear and pain but your inner child was the one who actually present time, present moment, experienced most of the trauma that created the fear and the hurt and the pain that you live in today. Now the shadow self refers to aspects of ourselves we hide or repress from conscious awareness. So this can include our desires, our emotions, our impulses, these things that we judge as bad or unacceptable. Basically, the shadow is our ego at play. It's the part of you that tries to protect your inner child. So for example, if you were neglected as a child, you are, and you are now dating in your adulthood, your partner may take too long to respond to you, which makes your inner child feel neglected, and that is going to trigger your shadow self to act out in a behavior as a form of protection. So although that this form of protection is never really safe, We all still operate from shadow space. Another example, if I was bullied as a child, my inner child, present tense, felt the emotional and psychological effect of being bullied. My shadow self, now in my adulthood, is going to 
um, okay, so the example is in my adulthood, I am going to be triggered back to inner child being bullied. Let's say I'm walking down the street and um, I don't know, some person gives me like a really dirty look or uh, makes a rude remark at me. I am going to feel triggered back to inner child self of being bullied and my shadow self is going to have a specific behavior to try to protect me. So what can this behavior look like? What can this shadow self behavior look like? It can look like me ready to fight and being like just ready to have my anger take over. Why? Because I'm in protection mode. I can have my you know, shadow self behavior retract and go to a space of fear and try to run. Whatever it is, what I'm trying to get at is your shadow self is the part of you that enables behaviors that are triggered by situations that bring up your inner child wounds. Now, the last part, this soul space that I asked you to view these two parts from, your highest self, this refers to our highest nature, our divine spiritual nature, really the part of us that I spent a whole hour last episode talking about. So if you did not listen to the first episode, stop right there and go right back to the first episode of season three, listen to that, and then come here. This is a series, so we want to make sure that you are getting all the information that you need. Now, the highest self is something that I really love talking about and making sure that people understand. Part one of understanding is everything that we talked about in the first episode. Part two, to just give it a little summary, this is the part of us that transcends our ego and connects us to something greater. So when we listen to our higher self, we receive guidance, clarity, and inspiration. We develop a relationship with our higher self that allows us to align with our purpose and live from a place of love and wisdom and service to ourselves and to others. And we realize service to ourselves and service to others are actually the same thing. The highest self reminds us that we are more than our thoughts, our feelings, and our past, our stories, our behaviors. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. This is the part of you that comes into this world, the part of you that chose to come down to earth, the part that is not affected by trials and tribulations of this life and is in desperate need of your reconnection. We will get into an episode where we talk about the inner child and then have like episodes that get into all the parts of our inner child of like how we were affected, um, specifically in uh, relation to like first generation child of immigrant wounds. And then we'll have episodes that go into our shadow self surrounding the same thing. And then we'll have episodes talking about our highest self and how we can use manifestation, visualization, and how we can really live from that space. But we can't talk about that stuff until we talk about our inner child and shadow self and fully understand the depth of toxic, unhealthy spaces that this world has created for us generationally, environmentally, and you know, present moments and the past and how that affects us.
So let's get into the first part of the three part of our identity, healing the inner child. Now, the inner child is a vital component to our identity healing work. It is holding on to the emotions, needs, and wounds from our, from our childhood, from our previous years. Now, this part of us is longing for love and play and validation that we may have lacked or probably definitely lacked during childhood. So recognizing and addressing the inner child is crucial for our healing because it carries all our fears and our pain and the hurt that we experienced in the past. It's what subjects us to unhealthy and toxic and abusive relationships and friendships. It's what pushes us into narcissistic relationships. It's what has us continuing a cycle that we are just dying to get out of. Understanding that the inner child is the one who directly encountered the trauma allows us to approach healing with empathy and compassion. You will be empathetic and compassionate to your inner child before you are empathetic and compassionate to yourself. So to to address the inner child needs, we need to engage with our inner child. We need to figure out and acknowledge and validate the emotions associated with those past experiences. We need to offer comfort and reassurance. We need to practice self-compassion and explore different activities that bring us joy and playfulness and safety and happiness that can help fulfill the neglected aspects of our inner child. So before we can really get into healing the inner child, I need to go into a little bit more depth about our shadow self and explain that because when we talk about healing the inner child, we need to talk about how it plays this like role with the shadow self because they do this dance together and we need to understand both of them in their full complexity before we can talk about how they work together. So your shadow self Doing shadow work is crucial for your personal development. It basically involves exploring and integrating the unconscious parts of yourself. So like I said, what is triggering your inner child to come up? Like there's an event or something that happens to you. It triggers your inner child to come up. Your behavior that comes from that to protect yourself is known as your shadow work that you need to do. It is known as your shadow, the unconscious aspects of yourself, quote unquote shadow, unconscious, you know. The process basically enhances your self-awareness, promotes emotional healing, and helps you break patterns and behaviors and relationships like I just stated before. So acknowledging and embracing your shadow, we can actually achieve a more authentic and empowered way of living. Why? Because then we are tapping into our soul space. We are not allowing our inner child and we are not allowing our shadow and how they work together to fully take over. Because guess what? The way that those work together, that still lives within your mind and body. That is not your soul. It is taking you away from your soul. It is taking you away from your divine nature. So, Let's talk about how both of these are interconnected and how we can actually heal from them. This is part two of the episode.
First part is recognition of unconscious patterns. So both our inner child work and shadow work involves recognizing and understanding unconscious patterns and behaviors, right? Inner child work will focus on patterns developed in response to childhood experiences, while shadow work will delve into the unconscious aspects of personality that are often suppressed or denied. So this involves your childhood experiences and your subconscious patterns in relation to these childhood experiences. You can start identifying triggers between your childhood experiences and these subconscious patterns. So let's talk about some core inner child wounds. Um, Again, I am speaking from a space of like first generation American child immigrants, but this does not just relate to that group. This relates to everyone and anyone. Um, But if I give examples, it'll probably come from that space. Now, one of the first inner child wounds that a lot of folks may begin to experience is a feeling of abandonment, a sense of abandonment. The inner child wound says that the feeling of being abandoned or neglected, whether physically or emotionally, is so painful. There's like neglect there. So some examples, if you felt abandoned or neglected as a child, um, for first-generation Americans, a lot of times that looks like being the adult or being the parent to your parents. You had to raise yourself. No one taught you how to take care of yourself. You were like, you know, there's like the running joke that like children and immigrants are like filling out government documents at the age of five. You know, we talk about like parents who are neglectful in the sense of like they are in such survival mode that they don't have time or really care to take care of their children past a survival sense. So children don't learn how to bathe properly. They don't know how to wash themselves. They don't know how to take care of their hair or their teeth or any of these things. Imagine not knowing how to do any of these things and you have to teach yourself how to do it. This is the reality of a lot of children. One of my best friends is a teacher and she tells me about how many students come in with their hair undone or their breath smells or they smell because their parents are not giving a fuck about taking care of them. They are instead shaming their children and telling them like, why is your hair unkept? Why do you smell? Go do this. Expecting this child that's fresh out the pack to just know what the fuck to do without any instructions or any manual or any video for them to be like, oh, okay, this is step one, two, three, and four. Let me figure it out. So they have to now learn from experiences. And now this sense of abandonment is so deeply rooted within them and it will follow them into their adulthood. The neglect will follow them into adulthood. They will begin to neglect themselves. They'll begin to not take care of themselves emotionally or physically. They will end up in relationships and friendships that spark this abandonment and spark this neglect because it is all that they know. How does your shadow self play a role in this inner child wound of abandonment and neglect? It's a fear of rejection and a fear of abandonment in your relationships. This can cause you to be clingy. 
This can cause you to have a fear of intimacy. This can cause you to avoid close connections and relationships and protect yourself from potential abandonment. And that all leads into attachment theory, which we will have an entire episode about coming soon. Now, speaking of rejection, that is another inner child wound. Your rejection wound is experiencing rejection, being unloved, not feeling accepted during childhood. Your shadow, how this manifests in your shadow self, it'll be a constant seeking of approval, constant seeking of validation from others, being so afraid of criticism or rejection, and it'll lead to you having people-pleasing tendencies, people-pleasing behaviors, sacrificing your personal needs to gain acceptance. Does that sound familiar? Mm. This is honestly one of the biggest things that I notice with so many of my clients that come in and something that I had to work through myself as well. A sense of rejection is so terrible, especially when you come, especially when you come from a space of like being a first generation American, because I feel like a lot of that shared community and greater communities you can still you know you can still connect to this if you're not part of that community I know I keep saying that but I just want to make sure everybody feels like included in this and doesn't just like skip out the video because you're not a first generation American but the idea that love is very conditional when you come from these communities like for example growing up Muslim growing up in a Muslim community you have a greater chance or a religious community, let's say, not just Muslim, but Christian or whatever. There are highly, highly, let's just say religious people in the community and parents who are highly attached. Their identity is so rooted within their religion that they completely forget about what unconditional love looks like. They attribute what acceptance they give to their children based off of whatever word that they are hearing from this religious text or this religious community, which a lot of the times can be very misconstrued and very just attached to personal belief systems from the person that you are listening to. So whether that's the pastor or the, or the priest or the rabbi or the sheikh or whatever, but you are hearing things from different people and attributing that to the acceptance that you give your child. Um, not saying that like religious text is all bad, but it, it, a lot of it is beautiful and a lot of it is sharing the way of life of like how to live as a morally and ethically good person. But religious abuse is so real. And that is also another episode we will get into. And I actually did talk about religious abuse. I did. There's an, a whole episode about it, I think, in the first season. So if you go back a few episodes, you may be able to find it. But the idea of religious and cultural abuse makes us... Well, let's stick with religious abuse real quick. Parents will use this as a way to reject their children to make sure that they follow a specific path. You have to believe like believe in this. You have to dress like this. You have to think like this. You have to be this. This is what I've created. This is what I know will take you to heaven. This is what I know will make sure that you are a carbon copy 
of exactly what I have you as in my head. And this comes from the narcissistic tendencies, anxious tendencies, their own people pleasing tendencies. Like what will other people think? You know, they are not coming from a spiritual soul space, which is really what religion is supposed to take you back to, right? Now, this constant seeking for approval because you feel rejected by the your caretakers that are supposed to offer that unconditionally, now love is very conditional. So because it's conditional, guess what your adult self is going to do? Figure out what the fuck the conditions are so you can have that approval, so you can have that validation. And now you're afraid of criticism and you're afraid of people rejecting you and you are people-pleasing. You are sacrificing your, yourself just to gain this acceptance. You are a puppet. You are literally a puppet. You have no sense of self. You have completely, completely neglected your spiritual, your, your soul space, your soul, your essence of who you truly are. You are allowing your inner child to be in the driver's seat. And that is the most dangerous thing in the world. Another form of inner child wounds is betrayal. So betrayer, betrayal shows up in an inner child wound as your trust being broken, whether through parental betrayal or other significant relationships. So this can be as early on as parents who are very hot and cold, like parents who give you so much love. And then the next minute they're like yelling and screaming and, and beating you. And you're like confused. You feel betrayed. You're like, what do you mean? Or parents who say one thing and do another and then put the blame on you. And you're like, what the fuck is going on? That sense of betrayal at such a young age. How does it show up in our shadow? How does it manifest in our shadow? Well. It turns into our adult selves having difficulty trusting others, a fear of vulnerability, and a tendency now to keep emotional distance to avoid potential betrayal. Another form of inner child wounds that is, well, you, you know what? Let me see. How many should I hit y'all with? Let's do like, I got one, two, three, four, five. Let's just do all five. Why not? The next one is shame. Shame is intense when it comes to immigrant communities, right? We experience a sense of deep shame often as a result of the criticism or humiliation even, or lack of positive reinforcement during childhood. This shows up in our shadow by concealing our authentic self to avoid judgment having two different identities at this point, one for your family, one for your friends, and one for your coworkers. And you're literally creating so many multiple personal uh, personal identities to make sure that you can like avoid judgment from everyone. You can be exactly who everyone needs you to be. People-pleasing still. Shame leads to people-pleasing and a lot of identity challenges. You develop a critical inner voice that constantly undermines your self-worth. Difficulty in expressing your vulnerabilities due to a fear of being shamed. You know, we talked, the next one is neglect. We talked about that a little bit, but just uh, how it manifests in your shadow. Just one more thing. You are seeking external sources to fill the emotional void. So if you were neglected as a child, lack of emotional or physical care and attention during childhood, that is the inner child wound of neglect, 
the way that you seek to fill that emotional void will, can look like overworking yourself, substance abuse, engaging in compulsive behaviors. You can struggle with self-care and have difficulty recognizing your own personal needs. The next inner child wound is invalidation. So the way that this inner child wound looks like is feelings of not being seen, heard, or understood during childhood, leading to a lack of validation for one's emotions and experiences. So how does this show up in our shadow? We seek external validation again from others and struggle with self-acceptance. We have difficulty expressing emotions authentically and a tendency to downplay or dismiss our own feelings. You see how a lot of these are very much related? Another inner child wound is feeling powerlessness. So the inner child wound is feeling helpless or a lack of control over your own life because your family is so, like they, they want control over you. They want power over you. A lot of these unhealed adults are going to like seek control over their children uh, down to abusing them physically, mentally, emotionally, because of something that's lacking within them. How does this manifest in your shadow? You struggle with assertiveness. You struggle with um, setting boundaries. You struggle with taking charge of your own life. You have a crazy fear of confrontation, and you avoid situations that can trigger that sense of powerlessness. The last one I'll hit you with is unmet needs. That's an inner child wound. Not having, it's kind of summing up all of them, but basically not having basic emotional, physical, or psychological needs met during childhood. Your shadow will manifest by having persistent seeking of like external sources to fulfill your unmet needs. So this can manifest as codependency, over-reliance on others, engaging in unhealthy coping mechanisms. So when you're working with these inner child wounds, you need to understand that it involves acknowledging that they exist and understanding their impact. And then you can start integrating them into healing practices. A lot of this is heavy. Like, Everything that you listen to and I probably validated within you is heavy as hell. So the fact that you just listen to all this and you're like, fuck, I was traumatized as a child. Where the hell do I go from here? Just sit with these feelings. Like we said in the first episode, let them come, let them go. Ask yourself, in what ways are these inner child wounds still playing a part in my adult self right now? What behaviors are they manifesting? What is my shadow self doing? Am I uh, codependent on people? Am I, do I have an over-reliance on people to take care of me? Am I lacking control over my um, emotions? Do I have a fear of confrontation? Do I have difficulty expressing my emotions? Do I run away from emotional conversations? Do I struggle with self-care? Do I struggle putting myself first? Am I a people pleaser? Do I have a fear of criticism or rejection? All of these things, all of these things can be real. So sit with yourself. I would encourage you to start with like, just maybe looking up like inner child wounds. And if that's something that you're interested in, you can go to my website and you can find a list of inner child wounds that we talked about today. 
what the inner child wound looks like and what the shadow manifestation looks like. And then you can also cop a journal that I created to help you work through a lot of these emotions, which leads me to how to heal from it. One huge thing is journaling. You need to recognize what these wounds are and acknowledge that they exist within you because how are you going to work through something that you refuse to acknowledge is affecting you today? Actually, the website I forgot is still not up yet. My bad. If you need to get a list of these inner child work um, and shadow work spaces or a journal, I can custom create something for you. You can also uh, reach out for a one-on-one session, a group session, join one of our support groups. Uh, I have courses available as well. I'm not asking for a hundred plus dollars. I promise you, I will work with you. This isn't about the money. This is about healing the collective, but also surviving in a capitalistic society. So um, if you would like any assistance with that, find me on Instagram or TikTok, preferably Instagram with with my handle at healing with yada and we can get something created for you and I can share any resources and any of this information that is needed. I also provide a free for everyone consultation, um, 10 to 15 minutes, 20 minutes at most. Uh, and I also offer a free healing session for Palestinians given, uh, me being a Palestinian woman who, Obviously, we are going through a genocide and an ethnic cleansing and apartheid. So I am offering that service to my people Um, and I get booked up really fast and then I wait till my calendar kind of opens back up and then I'm able to take more people for free. So please reach out to me at, at Healing with Yada for any of this inner child or shadow work and I would be more than happy to help you. So the final part of this episode is going to kind of summarize how you can heal these inner child and shadow self aspects. Now, one thing that is important is the ultimate goal of both inner child work and shadow work is integration. You need to integrate for to feel whole. So you by acknowledging, understanding, and integrated the and integrating the wounded inner child and the suppressed aspects of your shadow, you are able to strive for a sense of wholeness and authenticity in your identity, right? You are able to recognize the impact on your current behavior, both how the inner child and shadow self contribute to your behaviors and reactions now. Notice how I said reactions and not responses. Your inner child and shadow self react to things. It's very quick. It's very emotional. You don't respond. Your soul responds. Your higher self responds. It takes all the information in, recognizes that its inner child or its shadow self may feel the need to react and it absorbs the information instead of just observing. Your soul space observes, creates a response and responds or chooses not to. But your inner child and shadow self will always react So unsolved issues from your childhood will then manifest in patterns that the inner child work is basically addressing. And when you start doing that, you start healing through compassion. Your inner child work emphasizes self-compassion and reparenting yourself, providing yourself the care and understanding that you may have not had all of these years. Oh, wow, I behave like that because... This happened to me in childhood. Let me be really, let me be sad about that. Let me feel, let me grieve that. And then let me get up and make a decision on how I'm going to change this. 
And the change is not like redoing who you are. It's coming back to who you are, your soul, that space, that that fresh, beautiful spirit that came into this world before it was tainted, before the inner child and shadow self even became a thing. We can't live from a space of our emotional wounds anymore. We need to recognize what they are and use them to navigate a completely different opportunity of life. Our inner child and shadow work is basically these process that we connect with one another to recognize the nature of how they each allow us to understand ourself now, create a deeper conscious experience with our soul and how we can start ridding ourselves from these wounds and these behaviors that come from these wounds. So approaching this three-part aspect, right, this inner child, this shadow self, and this higher self, it's like this holistic self-realization. It's like a synergy between the three, allowing you to navigate this human experience with with an awareness that extends beyond these wounds, beyond these conditioned patterns, beyond these societal expectations. It involves understanding and nurturing our inner child, our shadow self, and higher self. There's so much to this. We're going to go way deeper. Um, But in conclusion, inner child work is a therapeutic process focusing on recognizing, understanding, and healing emotional wounds from childhood, employing techniques like self-reflection, visualization, creative expression, reparenting yourself, This process is intertwined with shadow work, addressing hidden aspects of the personality, integrating both for a comprehensive healing approach, and basically connecting with your soul and higher self transcends these ego patterns of the shadow and transcends these inner child wounds. It aligns with your purpose and establishes a deep spiritual connection with your divine nature and who you are supposed to be and who you actually are. Recognizing the interconnected nature of inner child work, shadow work, and connecting with the soul and higher self, it provides a holistic approach to self-discovery, healing, spiritual growth, and ultimately fostering authenticity, wholeness, and fulfillment. In our next episode, we will be delving into the nuanced world of inner child work, starting with a deep dive into one topic of inner child wounds, which is emotional incest. This is a heavy topic. It is complex. So I am dedicating two episodes to unraveling all the layers of what emotional incest is, exploring that childhood relationship dynamic, and we will make sure to give it as much space as possible. If this is something that you feel like may be too triggering, um, I would skip the next two episodes. But if it's something that you are ready to work through, and if all of this feels like a good spark and you want to just really deep dive into actual work, reach out to me and let's do this together. Join me next week as we navigate through all the implications of emotional incest and guide you on the path of healing. Get ready for the insightful episodes on inner child work, each revealing a new layer of understanding for emotional resilience and well-being, continued by getting into the intricate layers of our shadow self, 
and of course falling into a beautiful space of our higher self and moving forward to live our most divine magical experience thank you so much for joining this second episode of season three of the this is how you heal podcast my name is yada at healing with yada have a beautiful day and i will talk to you very soon Thank you.